Welcome to the Vocal Studio Singapore's podcast, Find Your Inner Voice. We talk about music, songs, vocal coaching, and the life around it. My name is Nisha Matani, also known as Coach Nisha, and today I will be talking about my personal favorite genre, gospel music. Now, gospel music was a genre of music that I discovered when I was 16. And I was then studying in LaSalle College of the Arts. So I was majoring in contemporary vocals. And back then, I was obviously um, exposed to many different kinds of genres, right? When you study music, you're exposed to pop, you're exposed to rock, you're exposed to R&B, soul, jazz, every single kind of genre that you would kind of just have to try out and find yourself in it. And um, I didn't really know what kind of genre I was passionate about then. I didn't know what I felt super immersed and inclined to. And so I remember having this one particular lesson that I would enter and it'll be in some form of like an auditorium and I would enter it in every single lesson there would be R&B and soul music playing and I would feel so inclined to the music there's these people called NPR and they do this um, tiny desk concerts you should totally check them out they do these things um, and even superstar really famous artists such as Alicia Keys do it so many amazing people have done these um, tiny desk concerts so my theory music theory lecturer he used to play these tiny desk videos on YouTube and it used to be so amazing. Like the music and the vibe and the passion and every one of their voices, the instruments. It used to be something that I would look forward to every single time I enter that classroom. And this lesson used to be at 9 a.m. in the morning. 9 a.m. or sometimes 10. So you can totally imagine just like kind of dragging yourself to school, feeling a little bit sleepy and sometimes not really feel like going for class. And then you enter class and then you hear this music and it really lifts you up to a point where you feel inspired. So it was really something that captured my attention. And from there, I knew that this was a genre that I wanted to explore. Um, which brings me to today explaining about gospel music. Gospel music is something that I am passionate about and I want to pursue. And um, so today I'll be sharing a little bit more about the history and a little bit of um, background and maybe a little bit of my experience as well with gospel music. I'm excited for you to take this journey with me. So, okay, gospel music, a little bit of history behind it. Gospel music was first introduced in the early 17th century when the churches of the whites didn't allow the blacks to worship in the same place. So difference of values, different approach. Um, we know that that is something that is present. And um, till today, you know, we are aware of it. So this is why the African-Americans had to start their own church. So Starting their own church didn't mean that they would um, definitely have a different approach, but because of who they were, culture that they were brought up in, they had a different approach. And their approach was a different form of worshipping God. So how the white Americans would worship God in a church would be completely different from the black Americans. And today we're going to take a look a little bit at um, why they were different and how they different, um, even up till today. They are very different, but we do have a lot of people who have infused each other's culture into one another's genre. So we're also going to be taking a look a little bit about the difference between gospel music and Christian contemporary music as well. Coming to 
gospel music, also known as black gospel of today. So their approach was super different. They had various aspects that Christian contemporary music did not have, which was in the white Americans then. So they had things such as a little bit more soul, a little bit more groove and rhythm and so much more emotions. So when we talk about soul, I feel personally that soul has really got to do with emotions grooves got to do um with the rhythm and when we talk about soul you cannot sing a song whether is it gospel or whether is it any kind of song that you sing today you cannot sing a song i believe if you don't relate to it on a specific level that is why we are even inclined to sing specific kind of songs because you're inclined to it you relate to it right you relate to the song in a way that maybe you've experienced a similar experience before or or you heard the song and then you feel like you vibe with it you feel like when you sing it you sound good and that is why we even try to sing songs of probably similar artists once we know that we like it we are going to try and pursue just that right they had so much more soul so much more groove rhythm they were stomping they were clapping they were feeling the beat all the time it was all about the groove and gospel music is what inspired so many of our genres of today as well such as um soul we have r&b we have hip-hop we have dance we have funk we have contemporary r&b so many of our genres today was inspired by gospel music and the main reason why they were is because of the soul because of the emotions because of the rhythm because of the groove something that people enjoyed something that people were super inclined to that they realized that hey this is something that sounds good something that we want to make known in this world and so they take bits and pieces of it and turn it around turn the lyrics of the song around in gospel music to change it up and use the groove of it and then put it out there in the world and that's what's so amazing because it has such a big influence on so many genres of today and we can go on and on and on about every single different genre and how it has been influenced by gospel music but um, we're just gonna do a little like touch and go on each of the different aspects also focusing on just gospel music as we said before gospel music is known today as black gospel and in its simplicity it is basically gospel music is an act of worship towards god and we know that it is something practiced mainly in the religion of christianity we know that um those who worship god are people who have gone through certain experiences that is why they choose this form of expression in the term of worship whether is it to express themselves express grief express sadness express something that they've been through that wasn't exactly um, something they want to remember they are doing it to seek comfort that is one aspect of it another aspect of it is a form of worship in terms of praise where you are grateful you are thankful and you are doing this out of celebration more so so when we look at people who specialize in gospel music we don't only look at the rhythm in terms of how fast it is how quick the beats are how um, catchy the tune is but sometimes it can be a little bit mellow but what's really causing it to sound gospel is because of the instrumentation it's because of the vocals that are in the song which we're going to talk about a little bit okay. soon when we talk about the lyrics of gospel music it is something that is inspired by um god 
inspired by the Holy Bible. And that is the one thing, the one structure that gospel music has. And apart from that, it goes so many different ways. It can have so many different aspects. Every different song will sound completely different. There is not one song that sounds the same as the other. You can take a Christian contemporary song and make it gospel and it'll never sound the same because gospel has just so many different qualities and technicalities and aspects that a Christian contemporary song might possibly not have. So um, we're going to be also leaving an example of that probably in our blog for this podcast and you can check it out. Compare the differences. Let us know what you think. Which do you prefer, Christian contemporary or gospel? Because everybody has their own preferences and their own likes and dislikes, right? Gospel music is definitely inspired by the Bible. You take all the lyrics from there. You take all the heart from there. You take the intention of the song from there. Personally, for me, when I write a song, because I specialize in gospel music, right? And I am, um, you know, aspiring and growing towards being a gospel singer and a gospel artist, um, whenever I would write a song, uh, it would be of inspiration from the Bible. So for example, I would go to the Bible, I would read something and I would get inspired from it. And that is where I gain influence from and write the song from there. So the song kind of branches out from one verse into everything else. And that depicts how I want the song to sound like how I want the song to be presented in terms of the instruments, in terms of the number of people who are part of the song. We usually hear a choir. It's not just one person singing. It can be. And that is why it is really the intention and the direction of which you want to take the song in. That is just based on a personal experience in how I write the song. Personally, I love the sound of a choir. I love the sound of backup singers. When um, one person sings the song, I feel like the point is put across. But when a choir sings it, I feel like it is a whole group of people going through the emotion, going through the experience together. And that is why it makes it so much more tangible because you know that there are so many people around you that are feeling the same thing and that can relate to you. And that's what we want. That's what we want out of the music. That's what we want out of singing the song. That's what we want out of um, even presenting or performing the song in any way. And most of the time, it is not really much of a performance. It is always more an act of worship. So when you do it with a group of people, you feel like you're not alone, basically. And because you already know that the lyrics of the song is something that's going to give you comfort and joy, and having those people around you just makes it a whole lot better, just elevates it to another level. That's what's something that people usually treasure about gospel music, is that it can be done with people and not alone. So some things that gospel music, for example, is differentiated from Christian contemporary music is their vocal styles. So their vocal styles are something that you don't exactly find in other genres of music. Maybe R&B and soul because that's where it was inspired from. In gospel music, you hear so many different kinds of vocal styles. You need to have a huge um, range, vocal range even, to sing so many of the different kinds of songs. One song can have a completely low range and another song can have like a completely like high range. And it's, it goes all over the place. And Sometimes, even if there's a structure to the song, one thing that gospel musicians and gospel singers love to do is improvise. And that is also something that, I guess, bounces off jazz a little bit. And um, 
it really has got to do with feeling and emotion and what you feel through the song, what you want to express through the song. If you put a certain structure to it and you go on the stage or you are with a group of people and you start to sing and you feel a different way, you want to express something completely different. You are still going to go in that direction of which you feel at that moment because if you feel like peace and you feel like, okay, this is where I want to go next, you're going to go in that direction. You're not going to stay where you are because you know that when you stay where you are, it's just going to be normal and it's just going to be how you planned it. And if some things that are not planned are always the things that kind of work out in a extraordinary way, especially when it comes to gospel music, because you act on how you feel, on the groove, on the passion inside of you, rather than just following a structure every single time. That's what's so crucial, that you trust the music and you trust the direction you want to take the song in, that you don't really follow a structure to the extent where it is strict, you know? And it's so important to bounce off each other. Instrumentalists off the singers, singers off the instrumentalists. Um, there's a form of connection that you need to have between yourself and firstly between you and God when you are presenting the genre, when you are worshiping for example in front of a congregation in front of a lot of people you need to be aware of the purpose of you singing the song first the intention of you singing the song first you need to be in line with for example the person who might be preaching or for example the person who might be sending out a message from that performance or that presentation of the song right you cannot be doing it out of to showcase your talents but more so as an act of worship and from there from that place present the song and that is how gospel music is usually related to because if someone does it out of trying to sound good the person on the receiving end for example the congregation might not be able to relate to you and worship in the way that is supposed to be Whereas if you go on stage and you know that there is a purpose for you to praise and to worship God and you know that there is a higher purpose for you to actually lead the people in front of you to have a closer walk and a closer conversation with God instead of just coming up to you during after the performance saying, you sound great, but coming up to you and saying, hey, you know, like because of your worship leading, because of your singing, I feel I felt the presence of God like in that moment, you know. That's what's like so precious about it, about gospel music. And um, yeah, so it touches a lot on vocal styles, again, on rhythm, on tempo and emotions a lot. And um, it is generally something upbeat, enjoyable, um, where, you know, you you dance, you have a lot of fun with the groove and everything. But of course, um, as we said, we do have those intimate moments as well, where it can be towards the slower side and towards the more um, intimate moments where you have, where you just close your eyes and you're just in the moment. That's so important as well. We don't only focus on the dancing aspect of it. Like we said way earlier into the podcast there will be moments where you feel like you just need comfort there will be moments where you feel like life is great i give thanks you know so yeah and um going on a little bit also just following up with um the next few podcasts that we will be having 
um, we will be touching on a couple of the artists and also um, a song that will be thought by one of our coaches. So if you're interested in learning the technique behind gospel music, you can stay tuned to our podcast. Um, so coming from um, a little bit more of the history of gospel music, coming from Southern United States, um, how people knew it was gospel music. So how do you determine, how do you um, identify that it is gospel music? It is because of first and foremost, the dominant vocals in gospel music. Um, we will be leaving a couple of um, gospel um, songs together with the podcast, and um, you can go check it out. Let us know um, whether you hear that dominant vocals in every song. It really, really, really explains to you each singer's walk with the song. Two different artists can sing the exact same song, but you are going to hear it completely different and they're going to express themselves completely different because their journey and their walk with the song or in life in relation to what is being spoken in the song is going to be completely different. It's exactly the same when um, you come for a lesson, for example, at the vocal studio. One person can be singing um, If I Ain't Got You by Alicia Keys and they can be singing it with uh, a deep chest voice and with the soul and everything and someone else can sing it in a more like high register and and it will sound completely different not just in terms of the tone but in terms of how they're expressing themselves as well another thing that is very known in gospel music is the call and response method that um, is something you can also hear in gospel music call and response more so interaction with the audience um, because again we are there as a mood of transportation you know when you are in when you are in front of an audience what you are doing is you are leading them through you to god right you are just a passageway for them to gain a better connection with god you are not trying to gather their attention to you and that is the sole purpose of it yeah so call and response singing with a congregation um interaction We've got rhythm, we've got lots of clapping, we've got um, supporting choir, which we talked about as well. And just to list out a couple, some of my favorite artists and also um, some people who are very well known today would be artists such as Kirk Franklin, um, Yolanda Adams and Tasha Cobbs. So you can totally check them out. They're amazing. They are some of the um, known gospel artists of today and also known as you know, the people who have really dominant vocals they have songs that have only them singing in it and they have songs that have supporting choirs and supporting backing vocals as well stay tuned for our next few podcasts we will be touching on a couple of these artists uh, we will be telling you more about um one of my favorite artists as well which is aretha franklin one of the first few artists that i discovered when i discovered about gospel music as well and started to get really inclined because i realized that she does r&b and soul i like the sound of her i realized she does gospel from there i branched out and found out about so many different kinds of artists as well Aretha Franklin, she's amazing, left so many generations impacted and her music still lives today. So amazing. So if you want to learn more about a gospel tune, you want to learn more about um, the genre, about the song, we will be touching on How Great Thou Art in our next few podcasts as well and how to learn the song. We, I will also be leaving a um, difference in two different versions of How Great Thou Art, uh, one by Lauren Daigle and one by, um, if I'm not wrong, 
Corinne. Her name is Corinne. She is another uh, gospel singer. So um, everyone who does gospel music has a great singing ability, like we said before, a great stamina as well. So if you check out any um, gospel artists, go and check out one of their live performances as well. They usually sound almost the same as their Spotify track. They're just amazing. I just don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, ending off, well, some things that maybe I can end off with from a personal level is that I have led a congregation as well. And you definitely um, appreciate when there is more than one person singing with you. As I mentioned before, usually um, bigger artists, they have choirs. But when you sing, for example, to a small congregation, you usually maybe have you and one other person. And that's already such a big help because you can kind of just, like I said before, bounce off each other. But firstly, you need to be you need to be in the same place. You need to be coming from this from the same place, coming to sing it with the same purpose, with the same um, alignment. The intention of the song needs to be the same before you do anything else. And then when you sing the song, it's so important to sing together and just know when to back each other up. It also gives you room when someone else is singing to improvise and to kind of um, also flow with the music improvise in the sense that you sing completely out of the song do something and speak during the songs um, what we call it as is usually ministering ministering talking to the people um, drawing them in telling them about a situation they might be feeling and that they are not alone and that um, you know to just draw in closer to listen to the music close your eyes to lift your hands maybe just little aspects like that that really makes it super intimate and very very special in this specific genre personally i feel like other genres you cannot have that same touch yeah everybody's experience is completely different so um yeah so it really helps to be singing with someone else generally as well so in terms of just a little bit of comparison between christian contemporary and gospel music i think we just spoke a little bit about it as well so when it comes to christian contemporary and gospel music they're talking about the difference in tempo the difference in rhythm rhythms a lot more complex in gospel music you also have as i just mentioned improvisations free flowing versus um, it being a little bit more mellow yeah, on the Christian contemporary side. Nowadays, it's picked up a lot more as well. You hear a lot of um, gospel influences in Christian contemporary music as well. Things have evolved um, in a good way. And um, yeah, it's really great that we get to hear uh, more and more of the sound all the time in every different kind of music, not just Christian contemporary music, but in R&B and soul, in jazz music, in um, hip hop, in rap music even. So many rap artists do um, Christian rap as well. So it's really amazing. Yeah, so if there's one thing that I really appreciate from this genre and I really treasure from this genre is the connections that one person can have with each different song. It always depends on someone's emotions at that specific time. If you would tell me to sing How Great Thou Art today and then tell me to sing it next week, I would probably sing it completely different. Not in the sense that it'll be bad or worse or about the tone or any of the technicalities, but it would be presented in a different way because I might feel a different way today compared to what I feel next week, for example. So it's really based on your journey every single day. So important that a lot of times students come and they learn gospel music and they learn Christian contemporary music as well and they 
sometimes have to stray away from learning the song for a little bit because you get so immersed in the technicality that you forget the true purpose and the true meaning of singing the song behind it. And that is, of course, lyrics being inspired by the Bible. You want to portray, um, you know, that touch of God in the song. You do take a break from it sometimes. Kind of realign yourself, shift yourself to a place where you remember um, what it's really about and then come back to it. And then you can present it in a whole new way that you didn't even expect, you know, because you've had that walk, you've had that journey, you've had that time to just relate to the song. So, and I've said, I'm sure you guys got a few things from this podcast today. And if you guys have any questions or you're interested to learn about gospel music or R&B or soul, I'm one of the coaches here available. And we have so many other great coaches as well that you can choose from. And uh, yeah, you can just contact us. Um, our admin is available Monday through Saturday. If you want to book a lesson with us, if you want to book trial lesson you want to book a package everything is here if you have any questions if you have any suggestions of songs as well we will be so honored to listen to your suggestions yeah that's it for today thank you so much for joining me today and for tuning in to our podcast again uh we look forward to seeing you again soon bye